All right, we are back. Yeah, I know. I know. I was supposed to be back a long time ago, but shit happens, bro. I'm trying, okay? I'm trying. Um, To be completely honest, I was completely unmotivated. I was going through so many emotional battles, I would say. And right now, at the age that I'm at... The battles that I go through, the emotional ones, a lot of the times it don't even be based off of me solely. You know what I'm saying? It's not even like, okay, I feel like this. It's more like, um, why did, why does this situation make me feel like this? You get what I'm saying? I sat down to actually record one day and I was just like so sad that the whole first five minutes of me recording was just me being sad. And I was like, "Mm, this not, this not the energy that I want to put out. If I was a listener, it's not really the energy that I wanted to receive because it was a lot of, uh, not certain, like the, my emotions were so unanalyzed. (laughs) Like, if I like when I'm ready to talk about things to you guys, I want to have a little bit more of a grip. I don't want it to be like me just saying what I feel and trying to figure them out in a moment because that does help, um, you know, from an audience perspective. It may help to see somebody going through shit that you go through and it's like, okay, I'm not alone in this. But my biggest thing is never like, look at me because I'm going through it. I want to be more look at me because I've gone through it. And this is how I was able to get out of it. And hopefully what, you know, whatever I went through and how I was able to move out of it, hopefully that helps you in some way. Opposed to me just saying, look at my shit. I want to say like, look at the shit that I had to go through, but look at how I got through it. That's what I want to kind of push because I don't want to, I don't want to be a problem-based person. I prefer to be solution-based. So if there's a problem or something that I'm experiencing in my life, I don't want to just talk about what the problem is if we're not trying to figure out what the solution is. And you get some people who just feel comfortable sitting in the problem. You know what I mean? They don't want help. They don't want you know, to figure it out. They don't want to be out of that situation for whatever reason. Another thing that I've learned is some people are so used to chaos that that's their comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? And I see it in myself with certain situations, um, emotionally, like if I'm feeling something or if I'm used to arguing with, with you and then we don't argue that, that I still got to channel that energy somewhere. Or I felt like I had to. Now I'm learning that it's okay for that to just not be, you know? But anyways, if you hear any noises in the background, um, I'm recording this at 11 something on um, Sunday. And so outside is like open, like neighborhood outside is open. And where my office is located um, is in the back of the house. So you'll hear a lot of people moving around in their back in their backyards. Um, I'll try to edit that out to the best of my ability, but it is what it is. Life be life in. Um, all right. So like I said, I was feeling very unmotivated. 
Um, so it brought me to one of these topics, which is the unresolvable. You know what I'm saying? The, the problems that you don't really see a solution for and how to deal with those things. Um, for me, the hard part of acceptance was realizing that there isn't going to be anything further from this situation. And that's, you know, it sucks. So hold on. So the situation goes like this. I have a couple of friendships that no longer exist anymore. And sometimes I get very sad about it and I'm still healing through it. So it's to be expected, but there's days when it sits heavier than others. And so the part that was really fucking me up, it wasn't even about the loss of friendship. It was the reasons behind why the friendship would be lost. And a lot of the time, um, situations die simply because there's a lack of communication, simply because there's no effort to actually discuss what the issue is. And for me, I'm in a place where everything, if I care about you and there's a situation, I do want to discuss it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always open to hearing and discussing, you know, situations that fall short. You know what I'm saying? Um, if I'm fucking up, tell me I'm open to hearing that. But at the same time, are you going to be open to hearing how you fucked up? You know what I'm saying? And my problem was that I extend the olive branches all the time. Even when I don't do the problem, like even if I'm not the problem, I'm still trying to extend the olive branch. And it's kind of like you are, you know, in my, in my opinion, like, okay, you're wrong. So why am I the one that's always trying to like reach out and mend things or reach out and have a conversation? This is my thing. I don't really want to reach out and have a conversation about you being wrong. If it's something that like, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel right now I want reciprocated energy. You know, if I want to see that these situations mean something to the people that are in them, the way that they mean something to me. And I get that it's not going to be, things aren't going to be valued as deeply as I value them because I'm just that type of person. When I care about you, I really appreciate you now in the role that you play. Um, but I had to lose a lot of friends to even get to that point. So now that I'm at that point, it's like, I don't really, I don't want to say, all right, well, fuck this. But at the same time, it's like, I should be okay with saying fuck this because you know, everybody else in the situation is. So why am I the one that's still holding on? Why am I the one that's still trying to make amends? and put forth effort when I'm not even the one who fucked up the situation. So it was a very emotional period for me that paired with, you know, getting the kids ready for school season about to start and all of that. So it was just like, I really didn't have the motivation 
to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Because acceptance of what the situation was, was so taxing on me that it was just like, man, fuck everything else. I don't even care. Like, not saying like, I don't even care, but it was just like, I'll get to it when I get to it right now. I need to sit and feel these emotions. And I did. And, um, they still, they still sitting with me, but I'm getting better at like managing them and, and understanding what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it. But at the same time, my biggest takeaway from that situation is that I have to really, really, really hold tight to the fact that I deserve to be valued, um, the way that I value people. You know what I'm saying? I bring something to the table, you know, I show up when needed in the best way that I can. So I deserve reciprocated energy in almost anything that I do, whether it be a relationship, a friendship, you know, an acquaintance, whatever. I want reciprocated energy. If I'm giving you nothing, then it's okay for you to give me back nothing. I'm not tripping. But if I'm giving you something and you have nothing to re- to give me in return, this isn't going to work. And I have to understand that and I have to accept that. Because when I don't understand it and when I don't accept it, it means that I put myself in a position to be continuously giving without receiving anything. And when you do that, you start to feel unappreciated. You start to be angry and resentful. I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel those things to anyone, toward anyone. So I'd rather just say, all right, I'm giving and I'm not feeling like I'm getting anything back. So I'm going to stop giving. And if it means something to you, you'll notice and you'll start, you know, showing that you give a fuck. But if you don't, then that should be my sign right there. I made the right decision by not giving any any more of myself to this situation. You know, that's my sign right there. If I let go and you let go too, then you really don't give a fuck. And the, the sad thing is a lot of it is pride. A lot of it is pride. A lot of people be letting go of situations that they really didn't want to let go of simply because they seen the other person let go. And it's like, fam, I let go because I was the only one doing any work. And so now that I decide that I don't want to do the work, you like, all right, well, fuck it. She let go. So I'm gonna let go. Then it, it wasn't important to you. The situation wasn't important to you. Whatever relationship we had, it was not that important to you because you didn't stop and you didn't, okay, well, wait, why would they let go? It was just like, okay, you let go, so I'm gonna let go. And that is the indicator. That is the indicator. So um, if there isn't a solution or you don't see that, you know, a solution is possible, you know, things are resolvable, then you just kind of have to accept it. And I don't, I don't really have a whole great deal of advice on that because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. You know, what I am really like repeatedly, you know, instilling in myself is the fact, bear with me. I'm trying to try and get the fact back. Where was, where was I going with that? Um, oh, we spend so much time worrying about what people think of us that we forget that what we think of them matters too. You know what I'm saying? There was a, a situation, one of the friendships that I lost. I was so concerned 
and trying to get that friendship back, like on some low key shit. It wasn't like, oh, let's be friends. Like it was just like baby steps here and there because it was a very sensitive situation and it was a very, very hard breakup for me. And it's not even a relationship. This is a friendship and that shit hurt worse than a relationship. Okay. Like that shit took years for me to even be able to sit here right now and like talk about it without coming up to tears. Like it was a heartbreaking situation um, for me. But again, that's the value that I place on people. But I was trying and trying and trying, not like hard, you know, attempts, but soft attempts, because like I said, it was a delicate situation. So like I would reach out here and there, or I try to make a conversation. And I noticed that it was still very much one-sided me trying and then me getting like curt responses, very short. And I was like, all right, well, you know what? Every time I try and they respond like this, it makes me feel worse than I did when I started. So why am I continuing to put myself into a situation where I always end up feeling worse than where I began? Why would I do that? Joe Button said, if these wounds are self-inflicted, I can heal myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting myself into that position to feel the way that I be feeling. But then I had to, like I said, remove myself and just step back and say, hey, I'm so worried about why they aren't trying to like match my energy and trying to be my friend again or trying to repair this friendship. I've been so worried about that. And I haven't even stopped to think, do I even see this for us, period? Like, because me trying and the responses that I was getting, that's showing me a bit of who you are in the now. See, the person that I remembered is the person that I was trying to like, you know, get get to know again and then learn this new person that they've grown into. You know what I'm saying? But from what I can see of the new person, I'm not even really that interested. You know what I'm saying? And that takes, that takes a lot of um, healing and growth to be able to sit there and say, I was so worried about what you would think of me and, and what you, you know, how you wanted to be with me that I didn't even like stop and look at who you are showing me that you are today. I don't want the inconsistency. I don't want the unmatched energy. I don't want those things. So me continuing to try to reach out to you and, and to establish a friendship or encourage conversation. What am I doing that for? What am I doing that for? Do I need to check up on you? There's social media for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really, I don't see it as a, what can I bring? Or, um, you know, why don't you want to be my friend? I don't see it as that anymore. Now it's just like, do I want to be friends with someone who responds in this way? You know what I'm saying? Like someone who makes me feel like I'm a bother. You know what I mean? I, I hit you up and then I get a response maybe, you know, late that day. And then it's like, okay, well maybe they were working or something, but then you, you see, you see that it's not the case. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, well, you can have that because I know that I'm a decent friend now. I might not have been the best of friends back then, but I know that now I've grown, I've been through things, you know, I've lost, 
you know, I've lost a lot. So it's like, I know that now I bring to the table a better version of myself and in protecting that better version of myself, I have to really like vet who I come, who I let, you know, into my circle. And for a long time, I wasn't really vetting who was like, who I was trying to get into the circle or who I was trying to bring back into the circle. I just wanted them in the circle because of who I remembered them to be, you know, but just as I went through things, just as I grew, so did the person. So I can't knock them for how they are. If they don't want to be, you know, if they don't want a friendship with me, that's them. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Just don't, don't, don't toy with it. Be, be straight up. Hey, yeah, it's not really, it's not really what I'm looking for with you. That's cool. But don't, you know, don't, don't keep allowing me to extend myself and you brushing me off or giving me, um, it's like an arm's length thing. Like you hit me up and then when I respond, like that's the end. We don't got to do that. We don't got to do that. You want to be cool? We could be cool. You don't want to be cool? We don't have to be cool. But I have to do what I have to do for my sanity at this point. And I know that, like I said, I don't feel good after I extend that, you know, that olive branch or if I, after I try to initiate that conversation, I don't ever feel good at the end of it. I always feel like, like I'm being pacified and I never like that. I'm always very much a person of, if you don't want to be bothered with me, don't be bothered with me, period. You know what I'm saying? So that the hard part of acceptance, you know, it's not, it's not easy, but you gotta, you gotta understand that. Um, let's see what else is there. Um, in my absence, I have been talking a lot, um, about, well, I've been talking to a lot of different people and the conversations, oddly enough, and I'm very surprising because a lot of the people that I've talked to aren't people who I would typically have like deep conversations outside of hello and goodbye. And how are you? You know what I'm saying? So Um, I gave myself a chance to actually just sit in conversation with people who I wouldn't usually converse with. And it was very interesting. I learned a lot. But one of the things, again, you know, I I move off of themes. One of the themes that kept coming up was closure. And it was a question of, you know, a lot of people were saying how they needed closure from certain situations and relationships that they've been in, or, you know, they were upset that their partner at the time had left without closure or, you know what I mean? The situation ended, the relationship ended specifically without closure. And they, they being, you know, all of the people that I was speaking with were pretty much on the same side of like, yeah, it's fucked up that it ends without closure. And I just don't agree. I don't agree. Um, and again, this is all situation based. Um, it's very much sub- subjective. You know, it's not anything that I say is just how I feel. It doesn't reflect what should and shouldn't be done. You move how you move and you move what you feel. But me personally, I don't believe that closure is necessary. I do not believe that. And I believe that closure, if you feel like closure is necessary, it's probably because you still want the relationship. You may say that you don't, but 
Why else would you need closure? This is the thought for me. Again, everything is for me because people go, oh, that's not it. Nigga, ain't nobody. Shut up. Shut up. You got your own. You have your own feelings. Let me have my for me feelings where I am on my platform sharing them. Now, for me. Closure. Okay, you break up, right? You you just, you heartbroken. You're so sad. You need closure. You need to know why. Why don't you want to be with me? What was it? What did I do? What, 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 what made you decide that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't the one? All of those questions, all of those questions about what it was about you that didn't make them, fuck all of that. Fuck that. Because what happens with those questions, once you get your answers, you slowly start to conform into what they want you to be. And sometimes what they want you to be is not healthy, beneficial. It doesn't do anything for you. It may. But here's the thing. People will not change until they are ready to change. So you, oh, I need, I need closure. I need closure. What was it about you? What was it about me that made you want to cheat? Girl, sir, whatever answer they're going to give you, Somewhere in your mind, you are more than likely either you're not going to be satisfied with it or you're going to start to try to become whatever it is that they said you were lacking. Now, it's quite possible that whatever they said you were lacking is necessary. You know what I'm saying? It could be very much needed to make you a better person. But you're not going to change until you feel like changing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's going to change until they are ready, until they have made, they have had the experiences or the knowledge to make them feel motivated to do better. Okay. Now closure could provide that for you. It could. For me, I don't give a damn Mm -mm. because I've been through things. I've hurt, like I've hurt, hurt, hurt. Um, I've felt like I was at the top of mountains. I've been through things. But when I was hurt and when I was losing pieces of myself during these during these relationships, I don't need to know why you don't want to be. I don't care. Because every time I lost a little bit of myself and you weren't giving me what I needed or you weren't being a decent person in this relationship, every time that was a little bit of closure for me. Every time that I cried, every time that it was a breakup or a a disrespectful moment, because, you know, niggas like to do dumb shit. Like, they won't want to break up with you, but they'll, like, kind of, like, it'd be like an open-ended breakup where it's, like, they have the space to go and do whatever fucked up shit they're going to do. And then when you say something, it's like, oh, nah, because we wasn't really together. We didn't really discuss that. Nah, nigga, we was. We was. But you you left us on an open-ended breakup. But let you go and do it. Nah, we was together. We was together. Nah, nigga, it was an open-ended breakup. And that's why you got to always make shit clear. Always make shit clear. Always make it clear. That's my one rule in breakups. I don't care why you're breaking up with me. I don't care that you don't want to be with me anymore. It's not that important to me. What I need from you is for you to be certain and for you to make it clear. I don't want to be with you. 
we are done. Bet. Bet. Because whatever comes next, I don't want to hear, oh, how could you? We were, and we were supposed to. No, bitch, you said you didn't want to be with me. You made it very clear. It was not an open-ended breakup, okay? It was not a put me on hold and I'm going to sit on the shelf until you ready to come back and act like you got some damn sense. We ain't doing that. It's 2022. You said you didn't want to be with me. Move. The niggas that want to be with me can't see me. The bitches that want to be with me can't see me. The days and thems that want to be with me can't see me. Move. With your non-wanting me ass. Don't you want to know why I don't want you? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Because whatever you was feeling about me, I was warding people off who felt the complete opposite. I was warding them off for you. So I don't need closure. I don't need to know why you don't want me. I don't need to know where I fall short. I don't need that. All I need is to know for certain that this is not a this anymore. We are not a us. We are two individuals now, complete separate individuals. Hey, how you doing? Head nod, fist bump, pound to the chest, whatever. That's it. But we ain't us. So don't expect us things and us uh, considerations for I and for you. Because we ain't us. You feel what I'm saying? Closure is not that important to me. Um, there was a point where it was. You know what I'm saying? And I was in a relationship. It was like we was breaking up every damn day. And every damn day I needed closure. And you know what happened every damn day that I went and got that closure? We ended up getting back together. Nothing changed but me. I tried to be more of what they said I would what I what they said I was falling short on. I tried to be more of that. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I changed myself to be more of what that person needed. And guess what that person did? went and cheated again. So what did I do? You know what I'm saying? I done changed. I done got closure. I, well, what was supposed to be closure that landed my ass right back in the same situation where I was the only person who changed and I was the only person who didn't need to change. You feel what I'm saying? You become a different person when you try to seek closure because a lot of the times the closure is not actually closure. It's just you trying to have that last little string of hope. Nah, let that motherfucker break. Let that let that burn. Let it go. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, oh, you don't want to burn a bridge. I will stand on the motherfucker as it's burning just so you see how serious a bitch is about her crazy. Okay? I, I, mm-mm. It's 2022. Closure for what? If you hurt me and you know that you hurt me, I don't need to go and talk to you about how you hurt me. Bitch, I'm hurt. And if you cared about me, you would know that. You would see that. And if you aren't prepared to stop hurting me, you will just say, no, we don't need closure. Because a lot of the times this happens too and it pisses me off. All right, usually I'm going to speak from what I typically see, Okay. All roles can be reversed, okay? What I typically see is the man try to break up with the woman. And whether it be a real try or one of them fake tries for attention. Man tries to break up with the woman, right? 
woman. I need closure, right? Goes, gets closure. Oh, no. Never did I just forget where I was going. <laughs> anyway, she goes, gets closure, right? They end up getting back together. Yeah, I, tell, I totally forgot where I was going with this. They end up getting back together. She changes. I, I'm pretty sure I just said all of this. Yeah, I'm going to have to edit some of this out. Mm. Damn. Um. All right, well, we'll just take it from the top. Um, anyways, closure, if you cheat on me, right? What do I need closure for? If if I'm if I if if my deal breaker is if you cheat on me, I'm gonna leave you. And you cheat on me, and you know that's my deal breaker. What do we need closure for? What's closure gonna do for me? You know what I'm saying? It's just gonna make it's just gonna hold you back. For me, that's what I believe. Some people feel like they really need closure, but I've never seen someone. Well, here's the thing. You're not gonna really get proper closure because people don't like to really own their shit. And if they do own their shit, it's not typically in a way that makes you feel resolved or heard or felt. It's not usually like that. And you're just sitting there kind of like, Ayo, I don't feel better than I did when I started. You know what I'm saying? Like you get to that point. I don't feel better than I did. And that sucks. And you don't want to feel that. Why self-inflict that for you? Like, there was a situation, somebody I cared deeply about. Now, this is not my situation. And somebody I cared deeply about, they were in a relationship, and the person that they were in a relationship with was, like, a complete fraud. Like, just, and I'm an outside-looking-in person. I'm very observant. You know what I'm saying? I mind my business to the best of my ability. Like, I'm telling you, even recently... Um, I seen something that didn't really sit well with me, but I'm not, the, the situation again is a delicate situation. So it's like, I'm not going to bring that to light. I'm just going to sit on that for a second and just be observing in the background and make sure that, you know, what I saw wasn't what I thought I saw, you know what I'm saying? Because things could be taken in the wrong way. Right now, looking from the outside in, I'm like, what you believe the situation to be is not what I see it as. However, what I see it as can is it's a subjective. It's it's subjective. You know what I'm saying? Like what I'm seeing could be totally different from what's actually happening. So let me stay in my place over here. But I got your back whenever you need me, right? So shit turns to more shit, and it's like now everything's falling apart. And this person that I know, they're, they're hurt. And they're like, yeah, I just need closure. And I'm like, nothing that this person is going to say to you is going to make you feel better. And what closure is going to do is give them an opportunity to spin it, to probably gaslight you, make you think that, you know, you're crazy for thinking or for make you think that you're crazy for what you know to be true. That's what this closure is going to give you. And you don't need that because it's going to regress your healing. And that's not what we're doing. A lot of the times people aren't ready to give closure. And a lot of the time people aren't really ready to receive closure. No, a lot of the times people aren't really ready to give closure. And most of the time closure isn't even necessary. 
what does closure look like? If you have kids, I would imagine the only thing that I would see closure as being is how are we going to divvy up responsibilities? What happens with the children? If you own things together, how do we divvy this up? What happens with that? That's closure. But if you're just in a relationship, this just my boyfriend, this just my friend, this just my girlfriend, whatever, and there's no, you know, obligation to one another, no paper obligation to one another, fuck closure. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. You don't need that shit. Unless you got financial ties with this person, y'all live together, y'all got children together, y'all got businesses together, y'all are married. Outside of that, fuck closure. Fuck it. You don't need it. If your life can totally operate without missing a beat on paper, you know, day to day, we're going to subtract the emotional aspect of it. But if your life can continue to operate without this person, without a hiccup or disruption, fuck that person. Fuck them. Who cares about their closure? Give them the boot. What? You don't want to be with me? Bet. Bet, bitch. Like, we don't... And I get real passionate about these things because it's like I I see people in these situations and it's like, bro, I've been there before, yo. I've been there. I've I've completely lost myself in a relationship before. And when I see people doing it, it's like, whew, child, please come back. Come back, sis. Come back. Come back. Don't go all the way over there. No trespassing. Come back. But people want to feel what they want to feel. They want to experience what they want to experience. So I'm not knocking them. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? We just have to really identify what we are doing, how we are moving, what we want, what we need, and how we are going to get it and where we're going to get it from. Because a lot of the times we just want this shit so bad that we just move into situations that we know ain't going to serve us. We know it. And we might pacify it by saying some shit like, oh, you know, it's just for the moment or I'm just having a little fun. And sometimes we be ha- we be serious. Sometimes we be lying. But either way. If there ain't no no obligation to that person, you don't really need closure. What you need is some strength. You need to like build yourself up. You need to be around people who make you feel like the highest version of yourself, the best version of yourself. That's what you need. That's the closure that you need. It doesn't come from the other person. It comes from you. You are the closure. You are the fucking closure. Every time that you surround yourself with people who make you feel good, who make you happy, who brighten you up, who uplift you, who build you up, that's what you need. That's your closure right there. That closes the relationship because it closes the door to that sad person that was sitting there taking all the bullshit that didn't need to be taken. It closes the door to that situation. Not you and the person, you in your village, you and the things that you love, you and the things that build you up. It doesn't necessarily have to be people. You might be a plant lover. Maybe you go and get you five new plants and the motherfuckers sit there and tell you how wonderful you are all day. It doesn't have to be people. It's the things that you love, the things that up your wattage, the things that make you feel more like the light. Sometimes the closure that you seek in other people, it ain't nothing but a lampshade, baby. Ain't nothing but a lampshade. It ain't. 
I promise you. And it's not going to do nothing but regress your progress to healing. And you don't want that. Closure is you finding who you really are without this person, without this situation. We be so hell bent on holding on to something or trying to get back and try to figure something out with people who they don't do nothing but make us feel like shitty people. Why are you running and see, hey, why'd you make me feel like a shitty person? Bitch, that's a reflection of them. They feel shitty. And what you think they going to tell you? Most of the time, people ain't even in a position to say, well, you know what? I was a sh- I'm a shitty person, you know? I I need to I need to be less shitty. And then them admitting that doesn't make them less shitty. <laughs> they still got to put in the work. You they, they still got to put in the work. Just because you say, "Yeah, I hurt you because I'm a shitty person," that doesn't that's not the end all be all. That's just acknowledgement. Where's the atonement? Where's the change? Show up with that part. They're not going to because most people can't hold themselves accountable. And even if they do show up with that part, even if they do show up with the change, let it be too late. It's okay to be too late. You don't always have to go back. You don't always have to be like, you know what? I came here for closure, but we should make this long term. Bro, you want long term suffering? You want to solidify that shit long-term? You bugging. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes closure ain't what you need, baby. Sometimes, the well, the closure with the other person ain't what you need. Redefine what closure is. Let's do that. Let's redefine what the fuck closure is. Closure is no longer going back and having a conversation about the relationship and where it went wrong. That's no longer closure. That's no longer closure. You, If you are very self-aware, you should be able to look at the relationship and see what part you played that made it go wrong. And that's what you focus on. The part that they played, you just put that in the memory bank so that you can identify red flags later on in life because there is no loss. It's only lessons. So yeah, you fucked me up. You hurt me really bad. God damn. I was hurt. Whew. Lost 50 pounds fucking around crying over you. Yeah. I was hurt, bitch. I was hurt, but that was then. This is now. So next time when somebody start acting the way that you was acting, I can see that and I can hightail it the fuck up out of there. You ain't about to get this part of me no more. That's what you take. But you can, like I said, get all of that just from being self-aware, taking a step back, going through your self-closure process. We redefining closure. This is a self thing now. This is an individual thing. You don't need the other person for closure at this point. Okay, we redefining this shit now. And in closure, in the redefinition of it, we're going to sit, we're going to analyze what went wrong in this situation. What did I do that I could have done better? And sometimes it's not even about, damn, I should have cooked more. I could have cleaned more. No, sometimes it's about, you know what? I was giving a lot and I wasn't receiving as much as I was giving. So what could I have done differently? I could have made my stance more clear. This is what I require. And if you can't give me that or you're choosing not to give it to me, I'm going to move differently. Be it leave you, be it detached from the relationship, whatever I need to do, that's what I'm going to do to be, to continue to have myself. That's what I'm going to do. You get what I'm saying? You have to redefine that, but it doesn't go, you don't need the other person for that. 
Mm-mm. We redefine it. We're putting it on ourselves. Closure is not about me needing to have a conversation with you about why our relationship broke. No. Closure is me saying, I am looking at the relationship. I'm looking at the part that I played. I'm looking at what I did like and what I didn't like. I'm looking at how you moved. What about your, your movements sat well with me? Which ones made me very uncomfortable? How was like, you're taking inventory of what was what in the relationship. And then from there, that's it. It's not about, let me sit down and have this conversation with you and tell you where you went wrong and where I felt I went wrong. No, Mm -mm. nope. Because more than likely they're going to say something that's going to make you again, regress in the healing process. It's going to make you probably... Um, question yourself. Damn, I see what they're saying. Maybe, maybe it was me. Maybe, maybe, maybe if I no, bitch, it wasn't you. He couldn't keep his dick in his pants. She couldn't keep her legs closed. It wasn't you. You didn't sit on their shoulder and say, "Give her the dick." You ain't do that. You wasn't sitting on her shoulder saying, "Put your legs up here." You didn't do that. That was them. But you sit down and have that closure. They may make you believe that that was you. No, you moved on your free will, baby. And I don't need closure for that. I don't need closure to see what I what I know to be true. I don't need closure for that. And that's that's where we are with it. Closure, it may be necessary for some people. In my opinion, it's necessary for people who have obligations to one another. But if you ain't got no fucking obligation to one another, snap that shit in half, burn the bridge down, don't send no boat, bitch. I got piranhas and sharks in this motherfucker. Go on about yourself. Go on about yourself. And and, and stop believing people who feel like they need closure. Stop believing that you ain't going to be able to move forward without it yes it hurts yes it's fucked up that's your closure right there I don't like how I felt when you did that one of the people that I spoke to they said that they were in a relationship they said they went to work and they came home all the stuff was gone we've seen that happen in movies and shows and stuff I know people who other people who've experienced that matter of fact there's a show on Netflix um giving you the warning for anyone who is like homophobic and all of that stuff First of all, if you are all of that, please, you know, simply go on about your business. It's this me, me, I'm not for you. Okay. Because I, I don't deal with all of that extra. Oh, I don't fuck with the LGBT. Mm-mm. They people, they want to get their dick wet. They want to get their pussy wet. They want to do everything that we do. They want to do it with, with people who like to do it with them too. And they, I ain't, that ain't my business. Hell, I'm one fourth by. It can't be my business. Okay. I see a bad bitch. I might kiss her. What's up? Anyways. There's a show on Netflix called Uncoupled. And in the show, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, the gentleman from uh, How I Met Your Mother, and he played in a bunch of other things too. But he plays um, a, a real estate agent. And, you know, on his anniversary, he throws his husband or his, yeah, his husband a party. And his husband's like, I don't even like surprise parties, blah, 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 blah. Come to find out, husband done moved all his shit out and is leaving him. Didn't say nothing to him. 
there was no closure in that moment and he was heartbroken. I get it, you know? Now, back to my friend or the person that I know because I don't use the term friend, you know, loosely. Um, They were like, it was so fucked up and I needed closure. I needed closure and I wanted to know why. And you could still see the hurt in their face. They were still hurt about it. And I'm pretty sure this took place a while ago. And I get it. Stuff like that hurts. Like I just sat here and told y'all how I mourned a fucking friendship for like four years. You know what I'm saying? So I I understand that. But closure, if you pack your things and move out, it's pretty closed. It's that's that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't really need to know why. Because you made it clear of what you want. So once you make it clear, for me, the why is out the window. Because there's, what, 7 billion people on earth? So once you make it clear to me, it's like, all right, that part of my life is done. Now I have more room for sneakers. Now I have more closet space. Now I can fart under the covers and I don't got to throw the cover back to let it air out because I know you got your head under the covers as you sleep and I don't got to do that. I don't have to be that considerate anymore. I can just move on my own. I can go about life my own way. Now, a lot of people, you know, they 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 hear that and they think, damn, you know, that's I, I don't want to be without my partner. I don't want to be. But here's the thing. If your partner packs up and leaves, it's telling you that they want to be without you. So it doesn't matter at that point what you want. Your wants are kind of like your business, just like their wants were their business. They wanted to be away from you. They wanted to be single. They wanted to do whatever it is that they needed to do to make themselves feel whatever it is they need that they needed to feel. They did that. And they didn't give you that much consideration because they didn't give you that warning. They didn't have a conversation with you. Hey, I'm not really feeling where we're going, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? They didn't give you that space to make it better. They just called it quits. Bet. Say less. Say less. Don't scuff the walls while you're getting your boxes out. Don't forget that Tupperware in the refrigerator of your leftovers from last week. Don't forget that shit. Put that in your bag too. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go, go. The closure that you need is you figuring out what it is that you need now to be a better version of you. What were you lacking that you didn't that you felt in a relationship? Like maybe when you were in a relationship, you wasn't going as hard at a goal that you was that you wanted to. Okay, well now you ain't in that relationship. So let's step it up in that area. That's that's the closure that you need. You don't need to go to that other person for closure. Hey, why'd you move out? Why'd you leave? Why you care? Why you care? If they cared as much as you cared, they would have gave you these answers without you having to ask them. Don't go seeking closure unless you are financially obligated, you know, by paper, law, legal reasons, whatever, children, whatever. Unless there's an actual obligation to where your life cannot function without this person's existence because of whatever reason for whatever period of time, you don't really need closure. If y'all was just, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, but y'all ain't signed no lease together, y'all don't have no kids together, y'all don't have no business together, y'all don't share no car together, none of that, bye. Bye, variable. I don't know if y'all remember 
what variables are, but variables are interchangeable. They're interchangeable. You are the constant. You are always going to be there in your life. You are always going to be there. You are the constant. Don't see closures from no variables. Bitch, you can be replaced. You are replaceable. Variables are replaceable. You can take A and turn it into five. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like you, you can be changed. Your, your position in this formula is not definite. It can be changed at any time. So if you know that, then don't sit there and get hung up on this one problem. What they used to say in school, when you're taking a test, skip it and move on to the next one. Come back when you got a chance, which once you figured it out or whatever, see it with fresh eyes. I, I wouldn't even say go back and see it with fresh eyes, but sometimes you do deserve to see it with fresh eyes. You know what I'm saying? But either way, in this moment, closure, it's not really that necessary for me, in my opinion. I don't want to see people be so hung up on what the other person does or doesn't bring to the situation. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we really lose ourselves behind these situations, these relationships. And it's like every time you reach back and say, please, 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 or um, why, why'd you do this? Why, 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 why? You kind of lose a little bit of your sanity, a little bit of yourself and a lot of bit of your peace. Because you begin to just worry about what you mean to this person. And then usually the person is showing you that, you know, it's not what you think it is. But you're still holding on. You're still trying. You're still trying. So when shit hits the fan, be tired. I don't want to be with you. Okay. I'm too damn tired to ask you why. Because I've been working. <laughs> I've been working on this relationship this whole time. I've been trying, I've been, you know, actively participating in this relationship for the advancement of the relationship. So when you tell me that you don't want to be with me no more, bitch, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of one-sided work. I'm tired. And even if I'm not tired, I'll fake tired for you. I'll fake the fatigue. I can't even say it. I'll fake the fatigue. I'll fake it. I don't want to be with you no more. Hmm, shit. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. But guess what? Seven billion people? Seven billion. And there's somebody out there for everyone. And I say this story every time that I say this because it still blows my mind. And it really solidified the, the fact that a relationship is all about what you and the person that you are dealing with, what y'all do, is, 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 you know, on y'all's terms. There was a Facebook page I scrolled past, right? And it was a dude sitting on another dude's lap. Now, the dude that was sitting on the other dude's lap, crusty, rusty looking, like straight off a number block, but not like not like a decent number block. I mean, like the number blocks that still got the mattresses on the side of the street, like deep in the number blocks. I mean, smoke five black and miles a day, lips all kind of chapped, like just, oh, just, just, mm, it was a rough look, right? And, um, the boyfriend, the one that was, you know, having their lap sat on very, you know, given, given flamboyant, it was given flamboyant. It was given, you know, um, I'm gay, but I'm like a beautiful gay, like nails stay done. Eyebrows always on fleek haircut lines, always sharp. You know what I'm saying? It was given like one of those. So I'm like, wow, off rip. I would have never pegged you to be with you. 
and they were on live. So I'm just sitting here watching the live stream because, you know, a little bit nosy. And so I'm like, I, I just can't see this relationship. This is crazy. And so they said the one sitting on, on the lap, um, boyfriend A, we'll call boyfriend A. Boyfriend A is like, um, yeah, some, 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 our daughter. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. They adopted. And I'm like, I would have never pegged. I would have never pegged an adoption agency to kind of release. Yeah, but okay. So I go into the page, go further and come to find out boyfriend A used to be girlfriend and they've been together for 10 plus years. And when they got together, Shorty was, you know, a feminine woman uh, or a feminine girl and they were in a relationship. Um, she had the baby. And then I guess she decided to transition. Now, I'm just saying it was a hard transition. And that's nothing against anybody. It's more so just against the fact that, God dang, sir, you look a little rough. And I don't mean like ugly. I just mean like you look like you transitioned and lived a hard life for whatever years since you've transitioned. Like it just looked like like flipping in the ghetto on a dirty mattress. Like it was given that. Um but yeah, so had the baby, then decided, you know what? I want to live my life as a man. Transitioned, and now, you know, they just live as a gay couple raising their biological daughter. And I know for some people that may be a lot to receive. Like, wait, what? What? That's crazy. I know, right? Because boyfriend B was like so well put together. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy how how your taste can change. Like you didn't want to uplift, sir. Like you ain't want to say, all right, come to the barbershop with me. Okay. Come get your manicure with me. You don't have to get any acrylic or anything like that. You can get a standard men's manicure, you know, here's some Carmex, you know, a little Blistex for that bottom lip. You know what I'm saying? Here's some moisturizer. Your skin is a little ashy. You know what I'm saying? That was my problem. That was that was my only issue. Like, I think that the whole dynamic of the relationship, like I said, that to me was inspiring because regardless of how you feel about gay, trans and all of that, regardless of how you feel, when you take all of that out of the, all of that out of the equation and off the table, you see two people who, first of all, that's a hard conversation to have. Hey, we've been together for a couple of years, but I feel like I am this person. So now we're talking acceptance. Okay. That's big. Acceptance in itself is big. Now you're saying, okay, um, let's see, we got the baby or, you know, had the baby, then acceptance. Um, and then still being able to, after everything was said and done, allow the person that you love to live in their truth. And I'm, you know, maybe this, maybe boyfriend B was like bi or something like that already, but it's just like, you can find someone who will fuck with you despite whatever it is that you got going on. They are out there. You just have to get out there and find them, be out there where they are, give yourself a chance and be open to actually finding them or allowing them to find you. It's out there because if sis can go from sis to mommy to pop pop and, and, and be loved through each stage of that. And I mean, it's not even like 
when I was looking through the pictures in the post, because I go deep when I get nosy. That's why I try to not be nosy. But I'm looking through the pictures in the post. I'm going back years and years and years to where it first began. Because, yeah, bitch, I want to know the whole love story. And I'm like, yo, y'all really, y'all really, y'all really in love. And despite what it looks like to us, to people on the outside, I can see and feel the love that y'all have for each other. Just from what y'all are show, what y'all are allowing us to see in your lives. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, despite what it looks like, despite how abnormal it may be for the average person that's looking, if you can get past all of that shit and actually see the themes behind, you know what I'm saying? The pictures and the stories you see, okay, there's people out there that will accept you through any stage of your life that will love you at any stage of your life that will support you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's there. It's there. So don't get yourself hung up on trying to seek closure or, or, and, and especially closure where there's hopes of, you know what I'm saying? That's not real closure, but you get away from all of that. Like it's, it's out there, bro. It's out there. It's out there. And it doesn't, it's like, Bro, I just, I don't, I can't keep saying it. Like, it's just out there. And I, I hate seeing people get hung up because I was there. You know what I'm saying? I was there. I was sad, always in a relationship. Like, my homeboy, well, my former homeboy, he once called me the heartbreak queen. Because a bitch was always getting her heart broken. Always. And it was just like, bro, why y'all keep hurting me? Dang. I'm over here trying to love y'all niggas. Trying to uplift y'all niggas. I compliment y'all niggas. I make y'all niggas feel special fuck is you what bitch shit (sighs) but I will admit I did receive one form of closure in my relationship history and it wasn't needed but it was appreciated so like in my early 20s I had a boyfriend and he liked me for a minute and I wasn't really like given no type of play really for the most part so because I knew that he liked me for that long. And then when I started to like develop the feelings and all of that, we started kicking in and whatnot. I'm like, all right, well, you did like me for a long time. So let me like really like be present in this relationship. Let me like, you know, try to uplift you and all of that. So I was a really good girlfriend. Okay. Like sis was a really good girlfriend. Like really good. Cause like at that time, early twenties, niggas wasn't really balling or anything like that. So it was like, all right, well, every week we made time for each other. That was very important every week. Yeah, niggas was working um, all the time, but weekend come every weekend. Now, the way everything fell, we got paid on alternating weeks. So one weekend, it would be on him to go ahead and pay for all of the dates. And then the next weekend, it's on me to pay for all the dates. It was working out. I don't know. We was having a good time. I don't know what the fuck went wrong. I mean, like, let me tell y'all type of girlfriend that I was. To my bitch, my to, to my bitch. Let me toot my horn. Nigga was complaining when, oh my god, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. Oh man, I've been working so hard, so hard, so hard. All right, bet. So birthday coming up. You know what I'm saying? Made a little ploy. I'm like, yo, I gotta take something to my mom in North Carolina. Do you want to ride with me? He like, yeah, sure. Get in the car. Niggas do what niggas do when they get in the car. He falls asleep. So I'm like, bet even better. See, this nigga sleep for mad long, which worked out because it gave me time. So when we woke, like when we pulling up and we in the, um, we in the driveway to the hotel or whatever, and this nigga looking around, he like, where the fuck, 
where are we at? I'm like, yeah, I lied about the whole going to North Carolina to see my mom thing. We're going to spend the weekend at the beach. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, we spent the weekend at the beach and I paid for everything. Niggas, I don't eat seafood at all. Niggas love seafood though. Took this nigga to a seafood buffet. I had a drink. I was just sitting there drinking alcohol because, oh, it smells so terrible in there. Oh, it was nasty. But it wasn't about me. It was about him, right? We having a fucking bland, a blast. Like, I mean, just a good time out there. I would say. I imagine. I was having a blast. Um, All things was good. Get back home. My birthday comes the next month. Nothing happens. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Not a card. Nothing. Might have gotten like a happy birthday. And I'm like, what the hell? What's happened between, you know, in this month span of time? Like, and nothing on my end had changed. I was still kind of, you know, pumping out the good girlfriend shit. You know, I'm still doing my part. And But it just was starting to get real, real one-sided. You know what I'm saying? Real one-sided. And then finally, it just kind of fizzled out. And me being me, I'm like, why this nigga don't want me no more what the hell's going on so i was trying to like still you know get him to want me and then finally it just clicked like you know what i'm good and then that was it i stopped trying and i don't think we spoke for a while after that but it was cool because it was like you made it your actions made it clear that you weren't interested anymore and i'm kind of kicking a dead horse So I had to sit with myself and find that closure. I had to sit with myself and say, all right, I didn't do anything wrong in this relationship. However, I felt like this, you know, I didn't like how this made me feel when he started acting like this. So if I start seeing people do this again, I need to be more mindful and start to withdraw myself so that I don't feel like that. And I was okay. And then years go by and one day, you know, um, I think we were just having like a general conversation about like some, you know, nothing. And it was just like the closure came. It was like, you know, I was talking to my mom one day and, you know, I told her and I don't know what he said to his mom or whatever, but he came back. And he's like, you know what? You didn't deserve that. You know, you didn't deserve that. You deserved better. Like you weren't a bad girlfriend. You treated me well, blah, blah, blah. I fumbled the ball. Like I, I fucked that up. And did it mean anything to me? Yes, it meant a lot. It did mean a lot. But I wasn't going to get that from me trying to get it from him. And it took years to get that closure. Well, I had already had, I I had the closure. I didn't need it at that point because I had to sit with myself and get it. You know how they say sometimes like, yeah, I forgive you even though you didn't apologize. It was one of those situations. I had to sit with myself to get that closure. I had to feel better and do what I had to do to make myself feel okay with the fact that that situation was no more. That I that that there wasn't an explanation for why these things happened. And guess what? When I got the closure, it was it was more so the apology that that meant something. Because guess what? He ain't have a reason for why he did what he did. He didn't have a reason for why he started to like fall back. And if he did, he wasn't able to express it to me. So therefore you ain't have a reason. You was just dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like that's really what it comes down to. You was just dumb. But you apologize for your stupidity. 
And that meant something. But it, like I said, it was years later. So had I been still chasing that closure, I would have went years, years questioning myself, feeling down about myself, searching for something that didn't even matter if I was to find it. Years. Later for the time that I spent in a relationship. The time that you spend after the relationship more than that motherfucker, that matters too. So, yeah, it was closure. It was nice. I appreciated it. But had I been waiting for it, a bitch would have been a bitter, 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 angry one. Like, because when you, first of all, I don't have the patience. So if I'm sitting waiting for something, every minute that I'm waiting, it's more and more building up. You feel what I'm saying? It's more and more like, nah, fuck these motherfuckers. Like, I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to God, oh my God, I'm about to, ooh, like I'm, it's building up. You know what I'm saying? So imagine years of that building up because I'm searching for closure from this situation. Nah, sometimes you got to sit down and get that shit yourself. And if it comes, just be, all right, cool. Thank you. It wasn't necessary at this point, but I appreciate the fact that you were able to stand up and own your shit. Thank you. And guess what? His hairline is still intact. Because I firmly believe, no, I don't firmly believe, I know this for a fact. Every person that has hurt me in my adult years has a fucked up hairline now, if they even have one at all. Boom, bitch, God don't play about me. So his hairline is still intact, which means that, you know, he ain't do me that dirty, but he did me dirty enough for me to feel what I felt. And once he gave me that closure, I'm like, all right, God allow you to flourish. Go ahead. Get your corners touched up. Oh, I see you. They flourishing because, you know, niggas start losing their corners first. Mm-hmm. Then they get that little half crescent moon. Well, is it a half crescent? No, that motherfucker be pretty half, like a little half circle in the front. We're going to start to get a little dull, a little dry. Not necessarily dry, because y'all be trying. Y'all be trying to hold on to it. But it get a little patchy right in there. And that's when y'all start getting that little black dye. But when y'all lean y'all head forward and the sun hit it, we can see that it's the black dye. Ain't no hair right there. Pss, stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Because sometimes y'all niggas be really trying to come down hard on girls. Like y'all shit don't like, like y'all, and then y'all be wanting to do that 2010 shit when y'all take pictures in the groups and hold your head down. Lift your head up, sir. Your business is out there. Lift your head up. Your business is out there. Hold your head up. Going under somebody's pictures or, or, you know, cause y'all don't go under the pictures and, and say stuff. Y'all, t- y'all send the pictures to the DMs with whatever fucked up shit y'all be trying to say. Uh, hmm Yo, you you got jokes? Guess what? Bitches got jokes too. Y'all niggas out here acting like y'all shit don't stink. It do. It do. It do. Some of y'all need to start worrying about that chin hair, that facial hair, because the top head, the top of the head ain't, 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 is is the top of your head is starting to ask for closure. Bitch asses. But anyway, so yeah, that's my theory. God takes the hairlines of those who have wronged me. And so when he gave me that closure, it was like, all right, well gone but yeah I spent a lot of time on that topic I wasn't really anticipating that um yeah I wasn't anticipating that um I guess we can save that one for the next episode and all right so what we're gonna do is just wrap up because we've invested in these last couple of episodes we invested in Tiff Emmett and Mr. Trump and uh and Keisha 
on the shy. So we're just going to wrap that up because the season finale um, was recently. Yeah, it was this week. All right. So I'm happy to report that all parties are now on the same page. Um, yeah, Tiff, you still lost me though. Cause you, you, you did a lot of bird shit. Um, but I'm happy to report that everybody's on the same page. What I like about this situation. First thing in the season finale. All right, let me set the scene. They had, they had little EJ school, right? All of them. And they're having a parent teacher conference. All right. So they finished the parent teacher conference. Keisha walks out. And Tiff's like, can I talk to you? So they go off to the side and they have their conversation. And it's, you know, a a resolution type of thing. All right, well, why, you know, Keisha asked her, why'd you do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, and Tiff gave her answers or whatever. And Tiff was on, I want to believe Tiff was honest with her. But, you know, it's still like, Tiff, you got a lot of healing to do. Because the fact that that was what you resorted to, going to Emmett and trying to see if you can still get the, get him. Like the fact that that was what you resorted to when you were hurt, that lets you know that you aren't healed. You feel what I'm saying? And when she went back and she, and when Tiff told Mr. Trump, I don't, should I call him Mr. Trump so much? I don't even remember this nigga's name in the show. Um, but when she told Mr. Trump what happened, his response, I mean, I'm not going to say it was unrealistic unrealistic i will say though that you ain't gonna get that many responses from niggas like i mean responses like that you're not gonna get that many from them because he was very mature in the way he handled it it was less about what and more about why and either he has a good therapist or you know he's just a emotionally intelligent person but he definitely was more concerned about like why did you feel the need to do it what would have happened if he didn't turn you away? Like, you know, those type of questions. And he was level-headed and asking, you know, and he did a lot of listening um, to what she was saying. Me personally, I don't know if I would have been able to, like, be so forgiving toward that because I ain't that mature yet. I'll just say that. I ain't that mature yet. That was, that was, that was corny. You know what I'm saying? That was just some corny shit. Like, just to see if you still can because you feeling down about yourself. No, come over here and see if you still can. I can, my big tall ass, I will make you feel up. What is you going over there for? You know what I'm saying? Um, but they ended up resolving their little shit or whatever. They had their little conversation. So they're going to still be together. Um, then you got, uh, but I do like the way him and Emmett had their conversation because Keisha and Tiff went off to talk about it and him and Emmett just was sitting there like men do just sitting there acting like they looking at shit, acting like they looking at shit. And then somebody was like, we good. And then the other person was like, yeah, bro, we good. Then they shook hands and then that was it. And I'm like, hmm, niggas resolve shit so easily. But at the same time, mm, can I hold that to be true? I don't know. Um, but it was just real interesting i'll say the least um so i'm happy that everything worked out in that situation but tiff was oh she was losing me y'all she i was hurt i'm like bro what is you doing like you and this is shit i'll be talking about like because everybody want to be like oh light-skinned girls light-skinned girls and put us all and lump us in the same group but then you get like look at how she acting don't mm -mm. she can't sit over here with us no 
send her to the whites. Mm-mm. That is not, mm-mm. I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be affiliated, but I can't really talk too much shit because I talk a lot of shit about light-skinned men. I blanket them motherfuckers under a weighted blanket and I'll be putting the fitted sheet and cuffing it up under the uh, mattress. I put them niggas all the way under a blanket because at the end of the day, what the fuck? <laughs> light-skinned dudes be doing the most. They really do. And then I'll be trying, like, I'm not going to say all of them, but most of them, they do the most. And then now we're in a stage where, because dark-skinned men are becoming, like, you know, not are becoming, but have become the 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 staple, like, oh my gosh, give me that dark chocolate, like, because that's the thing now. You got these light-skinned niggas trying extra hard to get attention because you can't take attention from a light-skinned nigga. They actually have to open their eyes to see what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> They got to open their eyes and lift their head. <laughs> and then you got like, okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to go on and on, go in on light skin men, but I'm just saying, then you got these niggas with the soft ass babies head, the baby hair, right? Oh yeah. I got the, I'm light skin with waves. I never opened my eyes. Ooh, look at me, girl. Mm, look at my lips. I'm fine. Mm -hmm, look at me, girl. Right. But this is what I learned. Cause in my early twenties, in my early 20s, the light-skinned dudes, they were just flourishing, okay? Ooh, everybody loves a light-skinned dude, right? <laughs> so they flourishing and whatnot, right? And they there was one point where a light-skinned dude had yeah, soft baby hair, right? And he said something, because I'm light-skinned, but I got that good old nigga hair. My shit holds a good curl, you feel what I'm saying? My shit is, you, you want to give me braids? Oh, my braids going to stay. They going to stay. Ain't nothing going to slip out. Like, I got that we shall overcome hair. Okay. Um, so they had the person light skin dude said something to me again, baby soft hair. And he's like, yeah, something, 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 but she got soft hair. She got that good hair. Like me. She don't got that nigga shit like you. That's what they said to me. And I was like, Oh, now this is before I actually went like, like natural, natural, you know what I mean? It did the big chop and everything. So like, I wasn't, you know, confident in my natural, in my hair texture. And I can't even say natural hair texture, but like at my roots, because <laughs> my ends were perm. So like at my roots, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hey, yo, you trying you to play me? Like, we talking about? Like, you trying to play me? So like, I felt disrespected. I wasn't confident, like I said, in my natural state of hair, like I am now. Now you be like, oh, you got that nigga shit. Yeah, nigga, and it's going to be around for a while. Whereas... With that soft baby hair, that good shit that y'all be talking about, that fine shit that y'all niggas used to love to brag about. Oh, yeah, I got that good, deep, wavy hair. Check me out. Guess what happens to that deep, wavy hair and all them cute little soft baby curls that you got when you get old? Guess what happens? Them motherfuckers go fast. Because them follicles ain't strong enough to last. So, early 20s. You telling me I got nigga hair and all this other stuff and, and boasting up your soft baby hair. By my late 20s, all you got is your chin hair. That beard. You don't got It's nothing at the top. It's nothing up there. Ain't no soft baby hair up baby wear. Hmm? Hmm? 
Exactly. What I've noticed is the niggas that got all of that super soft baby hair, the cute little hair that all, mm-mm, guess what? It don't last. And most of these niggas got weird shaped heads. So once they start going bald, now they got to deal with the fact that they don't have the nice round almond head. You know, the the, the, the perfect, I don't even say almond because almonds are weird shape. Like it give it, it's given, um, hey Arnold horizontally, but like they don't even have the good head for the baldy. But now, because God, God saw you when you were saying that shit about my hair and about other people with nappy hair. That God heard you. He heard you. He said, just be patient, my son. Just be patient. And now look at you pulling up with the roof missing. Mm-hmm. Baby hair, baby where? Be where? Mm-hmm. Yep. Better watch how you talk to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ref- when I say us, I'm not referring to light skinned people. I'm referring to people with nappy hair. You better watch how you talk to us. You might not have the head for the karma that's coming your way. <laughs> Yo, y'all niggas be having the weirdest shaped heads. I swear to God. Like I got a big head. Don't get me wrong. But y'all niggas be having like these weird ass shaped heads. That's why y'all be having dreads. And I, during your twenties, you'd be like, yeah, you got these dreads. You got the, the, the cute little, uh, the, the, what is it? The, the low cut Caesar with the deep waves per soldier. <laughs> like you, you out here looking real good. Right. But then when that hair start coming down, boy, look at you now. Look at you now out here with that little pea head. Big ass shoulders, little ass neck. You look like the nigga from Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh God, I gotta use the bathroom, and that's usually what happens when I gotta use the bathroom. I start just being dumb and silly. Oh God. All right, so yeah, there you go. We got a minute and eighteen. I mean, a minute and 18, an hour and 18 minutes. I'm sorry that I was uh, delayed, you guys. I hope that you were able to find something from this. I hope that there was some type of gem that I dropped that you were able to pick up and put in your pocket. I pray that be the case. I hate coming up here and just blowing air. I hope, hope, hope that there was something that you can take. I didn't even get to touch the other topics. So I'll probably go use the bathroom and jump back on and start recording for another episode. That way there'll be something in the tuck and I don't have to like leave you guys hanging high and dry again. Cause y'all really was hitting me up. Like, yo, what's up? Where's the episode? And I'm like, y'all, not only did y'all listen, y'all looking for me. I love y'all for real, my sweet babies. <laughs> All right. So, um, again, I hope that you were able to take something from this. I hope that you are able to move out of whatever space that is holding you back. I hope that whatever you are going through, you can get through. And I hope that whatever goal that you hope to reach, I pray that you make it. I pray that you are disciplined enough and motivated enough and inspired enough to reach it. Um, if you have kids going back to school or that have recently gone back to school, because I know some schools starting out um, August, I pray for your sanity. Okay. Dealing with these teachers, dealing with the school systems, dealing with education and knowledge. Oh, and that's another topic we got to touch because of that school in Mississippi or that district in Mississippi that is allowing um, 
teachers to discipline children. I have to look more into it. I want to bring, um, I don't, that's, that's one thing I was asked to touch base on it, but I, I don't want to, that's, that's, that's a deeper conversation that, um, needs to be had with not just me, but maybe other parents or something like, I can't just do that one by myself because, there may be other sides or other perspectives um, or just, you know, other voices from the same side or same perspective that I'm from that, you know, may bring up different reasons for it being a good thing or it being a bad thing. Um, but we'll get to that when, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more knowledgeable and have whatever. We'll get to it. It's, it's not going under the radar. But anyways, back to my little blessings and all of that shit. Um, if you got kids going back, I'm praying your strength. Um, it's a lot of birthdays about to start happening because everybody was getting pregnant around February and January and whatnot and, 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 you know, cold, cold seasons and whatnot. So, um, it was, it's about to be a lot of birthdays coming up. I pray that you have the patience. I pray that a lot of y'all, y'all was wilding. A lot of y'all decided during the same time frame to get pregnant multiple times. So all your kids have like the birthdays within a couple of days. Y'all, you either real smart or real not smart. Depends on how you look at it. Cause me, everybody get one big party. If, if your birthday is, you got like September 10 and September 13 and September 15. And that's one party right there. Y'all don't get to be individuals until you're 18. I'm sorry. Sorry. You could have been swallowed. So be thankful. But anyways, all of that to say, if you like this episode or this podcast, share it with your friends, review it, give it five stars, leave a leave a comment. If you didn't like it, you don't have to share it. You don't have to review it and you don't have to leave a comment. I prefer you not. Um, but yeah, follow me on socials at Shonda Nicole one. Um, and fuck it. I'm a mom pod and y'all be safe.